In today's episode, we're going to be talking again about the nine golden values to live by. But today we're going to do some interesting arithmetic. What do you get when you add God plus others? What does that equal? Let's find out. It's going to be good. Welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This podcast is for the husbands and fathers who are not satisfied with the status quo. You see, to be exceptional means to be rare, better than average, or deviating from the norm. On this journey, we will look at practical strategies, tips, and even experiments to break out of the usual and surprise our spouses and at times even ourselves. You are listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. Why settle for average when exceptional is an option? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. I am Joe Sellers, your host, and I just want to thank you right from the very beginning here for uh, tuning into this episode of the podcast. We're on episode 45. Hard to believe that we're already on the 45th episode. But over these past few weeks, we have been digging into the nine golden values to live by. And just as kind of a really quick recap, not to bore you guys who have been faithful to all the episodes, but we do want to catch folks up if this is their first episode. Basically, values are something that you live by. Values are something that you filter decisions through. Values are something you may see on the wall of a business or you may, uh, if you're going through a, a self-development or if you're working on just bettering yourself. Sometimes you'll go through these value exercises. So maybe someone will give you a list of a hundred values and you'll pick out your top 10, then your top three. And what values do is they, they're kind of like that guiding light that basically say, if I'm going to be true to myself, I'm going to be true to, to what I believe then I'm going to follow these values. I'm going to make decisions based on these values. That's, they help us make those decisions. And so one day I was taking a walk and I realized, wow, you know, the fruit of the spirit that, that really is some great uh, values to live by, and you know, just want to reiterate again: the the fruit of the spirit comes from Galatians five twenty two and twenty three. It says, "But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control." There is no law against these things. So, as I thought about that, I thought, "Wow, those are nine great values to live by." Then I also realized that you know. Those nine can really be broken down into three sections, if you think about it. One is, the, the first one is God. If you think about love, joy, and peace, those really have a lot to do with directly with our relationship between us and God. If you think about patience, kindness, and goodness, that really does uh, relate a lot to our relationship to others. And if you think about faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, then that really does have a lot to do with ourself and what, how we govern ourselves and how we, we walk through life with the, the responsibilities that we have for ourselves. So I, over a year ago, I did this course that basically it, it used a, a three by three by three matrix to, to kind of organize things and thoughts and, and values and different things. But basically what this, what I did was I plugged in and you can, you can download the diagram in the show notes but I plugged this into a three by three matrix. So I had, if you would, if you if you don't have the the diagram, just picture a, a a triangle, and at the base of that triangle is God, and the left arm of that triangle, left leg of that triangle is others, and the right arm of that triangle is self. So God, others, and self, and then I just simply plugged in those the three different ones that went with each of those categories god you have love joy peace others patience kindness and goodness and then self faithfulness gentleness and self-control 
hopefully you're a visual person that you can kind of put that put that in your mind and kind of have that pictured if you if you don't have the diagram. But then in the corners of those triangles, you get where God and others intersect. Then you have service, where others and self intersect. You have family, and then where self and God uh, intersect, you have strength. And we're going to go into more a little more about what that means. But today, we're going to specifically talk about service because this is that intersection of of God and others. So when you when you really look, um, particularly at at the Matthew passage at, that where the lawyer asked God or asked Jesus, what's the most important commandment? And it said, and he said, he answered, love God with all your um, soul, mind, body, strength, basically everything you are. And then he said, and the second one's close is pretty close to it is love others as yourself. So you have God and others. So God has commanded us to love him for everything we are and to love others as ourself. So when you look at, at when you have, the right relationship and your your values are in line with with serving God and loving God and then loving others then when you put those two together what you really do have is is service the, the focus is going to be service the the outcome of those of that is going to be service i mentioned in the introduction you know god plus others equals service and there's some really great uh, couple of my, two of my favorite passages if we're talking about service uh, the, the first one is pretty interesting. James and John's mom, you, you, you got to love her. You know, she, she went to Jesus and she said, Hey, look, when you, when you establish your kingdom, I, I just have one, you know, little request. Would you let James sit on one side and John sit on the other? Now, now, you know, I'm sure your mom loves you and your mom wants the best for you, but man, this, this was a big ask. And so he basically told her that she had no idea what, what she was asking, but then he he basically clarified because obviously she was wanting her her sons to be elevated. She was wanting her sons to be lifted up. She was wanting her sons to have importance and position. And and okay, that's all well and good. Mom wants what's best for her kids. But one of the things that Jesus responded to her is very interesting. And this comes from Matthew twenty twenty six and twenty eight. And it says, "But among you it'll be different." Because okay, back up a little bit. So obviously in life you know, people want position. It's normal for people to want position, for people to want to be esteemed, for people to want to be honored, for, for people to want to be served and, and waited on. I mean, you know, even the most humble of us, if, if you, if you really admit it, anytime you go somewhere where you're pampered a little bit, uh, I, I can remember, um, when I was on the mission field, I got an invitation to go to a retreat that was put on by ministry out of Texas. And basically what they did was they would come to Europe and they would invite missionaries from all over Europe and uh, they would just serve us. They would have a weekend to pour into us. And it was amazing. And, and we would show up at, at this, you know, like five-star hotel in Switzerland. And the, the very first thing that would happen is their team members would come out and grab your bags to carry your bags for you. And, you know, I'll, I'll admit, it, it felt good to be served. It felt good to be like, wow, I was like the guest of honor for this, this weekend retreat. That felt good. I'll admit it. it. It felt good. So, and we're all like that. You know, every now and then, especially, you know, it just kind of feels good to be honored, to be served, to to be kind of lifted up and, and be in that place of honor. That's That's cool. That's great. But then Jesus says, but among you it will be different. 
Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first among you must become your slave. And this this is huge. Now listen to this. Okay, so first of all, he said, you know, with us as disciples of Christ, we need to be different. If we want to be a leader, then instead of being, hey, I'm a leader, call me sir, put me at the front of, of your thoughts here, serve me. Instead of that's that's the world standard, what our standard should be is that if we want to be a leader, we should serve. We should serve others. And if we want to be first, then we need to be a slave. And you have to understand at the time of the writing they're writing this, there were slaves in the world and and it was a very lowly position. But basically he's saying that if we want to be a leader, we have to be servant. And then here here's the real kicker. Now, if anyone who's ever walked this planet deserved to be served, obviously it would be Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. He's he's part of the, the Trinity. He he is God. He is responsible for creation. He, if anyone should be served, it's it's God. It's it's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Okay, so, but then in verse twenty eight he says, "For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many." Now, think back. I don't know how many of you remember the the. What would Jesus do campaigns with the bracelets and the t-shirts and the caps and everything. But if you think about, okay, if I want to be a Christian, which one translation of that is a little Christ, if I want to be Christ-like, then I need to be a servant. And Jesus Christ came into this world and there's never been anyone who deserved more honor and more to be served than him, but yet he didn't come to be served, but to serve others. That was Christ's example. So when we're looking at golden values to live by and we look at the areas of God and others and we put those together, God and others together, then that really does need, service becomes that the outcome of that. If, if you really, and, and you know, obviously we can say, well, I'm going to decide to serve. I'm going to make an effort to serve. But really, if you are in right relationship with God and you're, you're putting others first, then the natural outcome of that is going to be service. You're going to want to serve. It's going to be almost, if you would, an overflow of those two things being in in the right place. Second passage, and I think I've even had this, I've said this before on some other episodes, but Philippians 2, 3 through 11. And, you know, I, I, I am a leader. I was an officer in the military. I've, I've been a youth pastor. I've been a district youth director. I, I've been, I've had different leadership positions. And so, Anytime you're placed in a position, an official position, like, hey, oh, wow, you have a title. Cool. Well, obviously, it, it, it helps you to study leadership and to understand leadership. And so that's why this verse is one I've gone back to. I don't know how many times, and I've read, I don't know how many times. But if you look at this passage, it's also just a great service passage. And let me just read it. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Okay, and once again, guys, this this is so powerful. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Verse 6, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, 
he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. So you got to understand something, folks. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the only begotten Son of God who, who gave his, his life for our sins, and yet he died a criminal's death because crucifixion, one of the most horrific ways to to execute someone, that that's those are people who were judged to be criminals. So he died a criminal's death. In verse 9, therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Once again, that's Philippians 2, 3 through 11. Now, fellas, this, this is the Exceptional Husband podcast, and I've said oftentimes that one of the goals of this podcast is to encourage you to be the best man, God, uh, godly man, father, and husband that you can be. And so if we're looking at, at the nine golden values to live by, and we're talking about today that, that service should be a, a natural outpouring when we're in relationship with God through love, joy, and peace, and relationship with others through patience, kindness, and goodness, when those values are lined up and service flows out of that, then obviously one of the big areas that I, that you need to understand is is God has placed us into such a, a a blessed place to have the ability to serve others, not just others, but especially and what should be foremost is first first and foremost, of course, Him, God should always be first. We should serve Him first, but then right after that should be our spouses, your wife. And so to, to bring this home for the Exceptional Husband podcast, what are ways today that you could serve your wife? Okay, now guys, I don't know how you are brought up. I don't know what you were taught. I don't know, you know, people I've heard for so many years and probably most of my life, it's not what's taught, it's what's caught. So I don't know what you have caught through osmosis or through observation of your own family, your own upbringing, those around you, maybe your parents, your grandparents. I'm not sure what all you have, have learned or what culture you may be listening uh, to this from. But the bottom line is this. If Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to this earth as a slave, not as a the not as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords to be high, high and lifted up and to everyone bow down before him, but instead he came and he humbled himself. He did things like washing his disciples' nasty, dirty, filthy, disgusting feet. He died a criminal's death on a cross. He he served for hours on end to the to the point of physical exhaustion. He did all these things, and he's God. He is the Son of God. If he did all those things then how much more should you as a man serve your wife? How much more as a man and as a Christ follower should you be looking for ways that you can serve your wife? So instead of saying, well, I'm the man. Well, I'm the head of the, of the house. Okay, we're, we're not going to dig into that too much today. But but you know, basically, you know, someone once said, I'm the head of the house, but my, my wife is the neck that turns the head. So I don't know. It's... It's neither here nor there for this. But anyway, I just want you to understand that if you have this mindset that your wife should be kissing your feet and serving you, I just want you to understand that, you know, another verse talks about how we should, 
We should love our wives as Christ loved the church. And Jesus Christ came to this earth. When he came to this earth, he didn't come to say, okay, now everyone bow down before me. So if you're wanting your wife to bow down before you, there's there's already a problem there, obviously. But instead, he came to serve the church, and not only serve the church, but so much so to the that he served the church at the point of death. So are you willing to die for your wife? Now, obviously, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm I'm a I'm a manly man, and if someone were to harm my my wife, may God have mercy on their soul because I will not. And so, yeah, physically speaking, I would defend my wife. I would I would protect my wife. I would serve my wife in that aspect. But then, not just in a life and death situations, but what am I willing to to die for on a daily basis? Am I willing to die to my pride? To where I put her above my own needs? Am I willing to die to to what I feel like are my rights or my what I deserve to instead focus on what can I do today to serve my wife? What can I do today to lift her up? What can I do today to encourage her? And then same way with your kids. You know, kids, I don't know, maybe it's even a little harder at times because you feel like, well, hey, I... Yeah, I brought you into this world. I can take you out of it. You know, as as a as a some good old Southern dads I think I've heard before. But anyway, not mentioning any names. But um, you know, with kids too, what are we doing today to serve our kids? To make sure that they grow up in Christ. To make sure that they understand just how much we love them through through our service, not just through. Um, being being quote a great dad or a buddy or a friend or a playmate or a whatever, but to really to be serving them, and so I want you to look at that, man. I want you to look at if Christ came to this earth, and He is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Son of God, but yet He came to this earth to serve and not be served. Then what can I do to serve my wife? What can I do to serve my kids? And then way after that, then you can say, okay, what can I do to serve others? Obviously, we want to serve others as well. But I, I do believe the first others that we serve, you know, first and foremost, of course, is God. Um, but then very next is, what, what am I doing to serve my family? What am I doing to serve my wife? What am I doing to serve my children? And so if you are not married yet and you're listening to this, then I encourage you to start preparing yourself even now. To, to realize, you know what, when I do get married, I want to serve that woman with everything that I am. And so that's why when we when we when I built this this uh the Golden Days Live By framework, that's why I put service right in there because really, like I've said a few times now, when we look at a relationship with God and to others, we bring those together and those are in alignment and harmony and balance then service is going to flow out of that. So I just encourage you today, look for ways, actively look for ways today that you can serve God, obviously, but then also that you can serve your wife, your kids, and those around you. How can you serve others today? Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. I I hope this has helped you. I hope it's encouraged you. If it has, I I encourage you to go ahead and share this with your friends, with family members, with folks that you think this could encourage. Share it on your social media. Uh, by all means, please do subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a, a comment or a like. And once again, this isn't to lift myself up, <laughs> to pat myself on the back, but it really does help get the word out about the podcast. It really will help 
to to bring others here to to hopefully learn something to to grow in God and to grow as as a man as as a husband and as a father but I just hope this has encouraged you today and thank you again so much for listening to the Exceptional Husband podcast you guys have a great day Thank you so much for listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Today for a Better Tomorrow Life Coaching. I sincerely hope you found encouragement and fresh ideas were sparked for you to grow more today. If you'd like more focused help in becoming an exceptional man, husband, and father, check out www.t4bt.us. That's t4bt.us. Click on the Book a Clarity Session button to schedule a conversation with me to see if personal coaching might be something for you. For this first call, I'll waive my usual fees just to get to know you better and see if we might be a good fit for me to help you on your journey. Once again, that's www.t4bt.us. Thanks again for listening. And remember, yesterday is gone forever and tomorrow is out of reach. All you can change is today.